The FT. Hello, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the financial editor of the FT. We are still reeling from 4.3 billion dollars of foreign exchange trading manipulation settlements last week. I'm joined by Marshall Bailey, who is the president of the ACI, that's the Foreign Exchange Trading Association. Mr. Bailey believes that foreign exchange trading being put onto exchanges around the world may be the way to go. I began by asking him his response to last week's fines. Well, our view is that the regulators are being pragmatic about their approach to this. There is no question that the industry has forgotten some of its basic principles in a few cases and has some work to do. The industry, I think, wants to pause and reflect on the outcomes that last week's decisions mean for the industry. But working with the regulators is always the best outcome. Working to educate them, working to educate ourselves in the industry, the best practices that the ACI model code can bring to the industry are ones that, frankly, the regulators should endorse as ones that have been brought up as solutions from the industry to get rid of the poor behavior. The industry needs to fix itself. The industry knows the ways in which the markets trade and, and the ways in which the clients respond to pricing. And so the best solutions really will be from within the industry, from the buy side and the sell side, working together with the regulators for positive outcomes to help the economy. But essentially, the foreign exchange markets have for a long time been self-regulated markets. Do you see that as being sustainable? In essence, obviously, you're talking about working with the regulators. It sounds like you feel that the basic self-regulatory landscape is tenable for the future. Yeah, it certainly is. So there's no question that the banks have some work to do to prove that they can control themselves and know how to teach their staff the best behavior. And most importantly, and this point has been made in a number of parts of banking, that supervisors and those on the board have the actual power and the responsibility to get the results within the banks that they should have. So the industry needs to prove that it's capable of self-regulating. But nobody wants an outcome where regulators impose the wrong kinds of rules on the market. Nor does anybody, including the regulators, want a rules-based market where we follow principles the way, let's say, the equity market does. In an over-the-counter or a combination of over-the-counter and electronic market, one needs to be able to police and discipline one's own staff. Clients need to behave in a disciplined way. Regulators need to understand the nuances of all of these markets. And the best way to achieve that kind of outcome, then, is to teach and to continue to teach and endorse best practices and the education around conduct in a way that is controllable, one that can be monitored, one that can be proven to be effective. And then self-regulation can work very, very well. In brief, what is the argument against foreign exchange being traded on an exchange? There isn't a direct opposition to the evolution of the market. The market has evolved. The ACI certainly would continue to endorse any of the evolutions in the market that have been constructive. And we certainly speak out against the evolutions that are not constructive, such as some of the conflict we've seen around conduct issues. But to move a global 24-hour market onto an exchange is simply not practical in the short run. So over time, we can see the further benefits of electronification. We can see the further benefits of standardization of contracts. And already there's an amount of foreign exchange that takes place on an exchange through uh, groups like the CME, for example. We clear uh, NDFs, which are non-deliverable forwards, which is a component of the foreign exchange uh, market through clearing organizations. But to simply impose rules from one week to the next or one year to the next would cause unintended consequences in a way that would not help the economy. 
But if you make a very general comparison with the kind of broad direction of post-crisis regulation of the banks, whereby, for example, structural reforms have been announced, which are pretty dramatic, and banks are given, let's say, in the case of UK ring fencing, or in the case of Basel III, until 2019 to implement them. So from, you know, 2010, 2011, so basically close to a decade to implement. Is that not the kind of thing that you could imagine in the foreign exchange market saying, you know, from 2020 or 2025, all trading must be exchange-based? Yeah, certainly having an extended window where the market moves together towards an outcome like that is possible. Certainly the market is full of intelligent people who are motivated uh, commercially for this. And we've seen the evolution of the market take place on that grounds. I mean, if you're a client right now, you can do all of your foreign exchange business on an exchange if you want to. You can do a majority on it. The Swiss regulator, as you would have seen this week, uh, has mandated that the Swiss have put 95% of their business through. That's an, an example to us of a very strange recommendation or request if it's to happen in the near term, over a longer period, your point is perfectly valid. It could be achieved. Is it Um, desirable? um, It has some positives and some potential negatives that we could foresee. What we really like is the way in which regulators, and let's look at the fair and effective markets review that Mark Carney has launched under Manu Shafiq, is the ability for the industry to respond to the 49 questions of that review included in there, not just for currencies, but for fixed income as well, is how might we move more of this product into an electronic market. And those outcomes are things that the market's looking at right now. And just a final question. You mentioned there are positives, which I think everyone would recognize as transparency and so on. There are negatives as well. What would you highlight as the biggest potential negative of a fully exchange-traded Well, if it happens too quickly, these kinds of bumps in the market can cause unintended consequences. Liquidity can dry up and therefore you'd have price movements that are unsustainable and negative for the economy. You can have certain jurisdictions not enforcing rules and therefore taking advantage of a market in a way that doesn't happen now because of the choice that consumers have to get their foreign exchange and other business transacted in a market that they find most suitable to them. So forcing these things too quickly simply has a whole number of things that could go wrong and could cause worse prices, less transparency, and other challenges for the economy. Excellent. Marshall, thank you very much for that. My pleasure. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.